Hey, I'm Jewel Bejvarpu, and you're listening to the Infertility Life Coach Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the Infertility Life Coach Podcast, a show for smart, type A millennial women who want to get off the emotional roller coaster of infertility for good. If you want to learn how coaching can prime your body and mind for pregnancy, then this is the show for you. I'm your host, Jewel Bejvarpu. And I am an infertility and endometriosis warrior, as well as a certified life coach. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friends, happy holidays. Today is freezing in Florida. I am wearing long sleeves and pants and a sweater. I know, a sweater. But let's be honest, Florida is probably one of the warmest places in the United States right now, but we're just not used to anything below 50 degrees. Despite my complaining, I am actually enjoying this cool weather as I do love my sweaters and long sleeve shirts and it's so nice to get a chance to wear them. But I'm not going to lie, I used to live in New York City and I grew up in New Hampshire and I am very glad the winter here is just a few months of mild cold. So let's get going with this episode all about handling the holidays with infertility. The holidays can be one of the hardest times to be going through infertility. There are lots of triggers during this time. The mall Santas and cute little kids dressed up, the baby announcements, the family photos, seeing family and feeling like another year has gone by and we still are not pregnant. There are two big topics we're going to discuss today in regards to the holidays. The first topic is how to handle and respond when you think someone says something dumb, mean, hurtful, and just plain rude to you about infertility or having kids. The second topic is how to not feel hopeless during the holidays, even when you are feeling like this is just another holiday that has come around without having the baby you have been dreaming of. People, and especially family, can say some pretty outrageous things about getting pregnant and infertility. I have heard people say things from, you just need to relax, or you just need to give it time, to when are you going to have a baby, or you should be glad you won't have to experience the pain of childbirth, and you're not getting any younger, or even let me show you how it's done. Gross. Who here has gotten comments similar to these? It has happened to me, and I think it happens to all of us at one point or another. And it is so easy to take offense, shut down, get mad, and want retribution. But the thing is, when you are feeling these emotions like anger or hurt at that distant relative who made this comment, she is not feeling that pain. That distant relative is not feeling your hurt or your anger. You are. They probably said that comment and moved on. I bet they thought nothing more of it even if you did say something snide back. But who is hurting right now? You. You are feeling angry. You are hurt, offended, and upset. And unfortunately, they can't feel your pain. Your emotions are yours alone. But trust me, friends, if it was possible, I would be the first person to tell you how to transfer all of that pain so they could suffer too. But what do you do now? Well, the first thing we need to understand is that that relative is not going to change. Oftentimes, we go into a Thanksgiving dinner or a Christmas celebration expecting that people have changed. 
We expect the best and hope that finally this year will be different. But then we get blindsided when they act how they always have acted. When they say that insensitive comment that somehow always gets said. Do you think this person shouldn't be acting this way? Do you think they shouldn't be saying those comments and questions? Well, these questions are actually what causes us so much pain because that means we have a manual for how other people should act. Well, we all have manuals. And they are very similar to a car manual or a fridge manual. They are long and thick and include instructions for how something should work. The thing is, is that people don't have manuals, yet we try to make manuals for ourselves and other people in our lives. These manuals include all of our unsaid opinions and beliefs about how the world and other people should be. They are often subconscious for us until someone breaks your manual. Your manual, if it's anything like mine, normally sounds like, people shouldn't ask me about when I'm going to get pregnant. People shouldn't say rude things, and so on. But when we have these manuals, it is only causing us pain because we don't have control over other people and neither can we change them. But we also don't have to let other people's rude comments throw us off our game. The truth is adults get to behave however they want and we cannot change them. We cannot fix them. We literally cannot get grandma to stop saying things. We cannot force her although we all try in vain, right? But really, this is the best news ever because we also get to behave however we want to. We don't owe anybody anything. We can set boundaries with love and firmness. We can certainly make requests of people, but it is up to them to decide if they want to heed that request or not. So I suggest that we go into this holiday season with a plan. This plan starts with not expecting anyone to change. So your grandma, she will still say insensitive things. But now you can plan for that. You can accept that this is who she is, for better or worse. And that acceptance is what is going to bring you peace. When we accept other people as who we are, then we open the door for other people to accept us as who we are, flaws and all. We decide ahead of time how we want to think and feel. We plan for her to say something, and we plan our response ahead of time. We also know that what she says is not really about us. It is really all about her. So we don't have to take it personally. Now, how do we actually not take it personally? Well, we take things personally when we subconsciously agree with what is being said. For example, if someone says, you are a failure for not getting pregnant naturally, and some part of us agrees with this statement, we take it personally. We might be thinking that that this person is right. These thoughts are triggered by a concept called personal importance, or the egoic belief that everything is about ourselves, including other people's behaviors. According to Diane Mentori, the founder of A Good Place Therapy, she says, In reality, it is not all about us, but we are naturally inclined to believe so. Each of us thinks and behaves through a lens that focuses on our own worldview. Think of your own worldview as a pair of glasses that you put on every day. The lenses are composed of every experience and belief that you have had up until the present moment. 
Imagine a scene where there are two people walking towards each other on the street, and they accidentally bump into each other. The first person, whose glasses contain experiences like being the scapegoat of the family and learning to respond to perceived slights with aggression, might yell, watch where you're going. The second person, whose glasses contain learning that others' behaviors is not a direct reflection of him, might apologize, keep walking, and forget the incident entirely. Why? Different glasses, different responses. It can be easy enough to dismiss rude or bizarre behavior by strangers on the street, right? After all, they don't even know us well enough to be truly upset with us personally. But what about the people we're closest to? The ones that do know us intimately? How can we avoid taking it personally when our partner makes a scathing remark about our behavior? When our parents make passive-aggressive comments about our life choices? The fact is we get triggered due to the glasses that we are wearing. Our belief that the behavior that triggers us is both personal and true. This leaves us feeling angry, judged, ashamed, and a myriad of other unpleasant feelings. While we can't control others' words and actions, we can try to regulate how we experience the situation. And if you want to read more about her work and not taking it personally, I will put the link to this article in the show notes. So this can lead, this leads us to take responsibility for our own thoughts and emotions. First of all, we can pause and try to notice what is coming up. We are in control. That means looking at our perspective and how we interpret grandma's remarks. So when she says something like, when are you getting pregnant? You automatically think of your manual. People shouldn't ask that question. Then you get angry and your evening is ruined. But what if instead you let go of that manual and instead think that this comment is all about her predisposition for nosiness and it's just not really about me? Then you feel more neutral and can respond in a way that has your own back and takes responsibility for your emotions instead of giving away that power to grandma. I believe that boundaries are super healthy and important in relationships. I always suggest to my clients that they set boundaries from a place of love versus anger or frustration or threats. So for example, setting a boundary from a place of anger often sounds like, you can't say that to me ever again. Versus setting a boundary from a place of love sounds like, if you talk to me about infertility or ask me questions like that, I will leave the room. Or, I won't be responding to questions about pregnancy. This boundary is so much more effective than the first, because you are stating what you will do if someone says something rude. You are not trying to change them. You are simply protecting yourself and having your own back. So that is how I want you to go into the holidays, with all of those opinionated relatives having your own back. So that means staying home, just showing up for the meal, or being unavailable for certain topics or discussions do it. So now for the second topic, my friends, how to not feel hopeless during the holidays. I get this one. I am right now still trying to have a baby during the holidays. Our last cycle was ineffective and it is so easy to get drawn into sadness and grief about it as last year we thought by this time we would have a baby in our arms. So how do you not go down that emotional spiral of hopelessness? Well, first of all, Don't try to force yourself to be happy because that can backfire. There is no rule saying you have to be happy during the holidays or more happy than any other day. The holidays are 50-50, just like the rest of the year. 
Half of it will be great and the other half of it not so great. But you can actually feel multiple emotions at once. And that means you can feel sadness for not having a baby right now, not being able to buy cute baby Christmas clothing, and that is okay. You can also feel happy about getting to put up the tree, spending time watching bad Christmas movies on Netflix, and getting matching PJs with your spouse. You can do both at the same time. Another way to beat off hopelessness is to stay in the present. Staying in the present is the opposite of emotional anxiety, where your brain obsesses and cannot stop thinking about the baby that you don't have right now. Staying in the present takes practice, but it is worth putting in the time to learn how to manage your mind. You know you are doing everything in your power to get that baby of yours, and so now it is the time to just let go of the reins, to wait and be patient for your baby to unfold exactly how it should be. I love holding on to a few thoughts that I can go back to every time I feel dragged down by hopelessness. One of these thoughts is, I'm just going to focus on the present cycle. I challenge you to make a list of thoughts you want to think on purpose. Thoughts that will help you stay in the present. I also love the concept of tomorrow's problem. I learned this from my coach, Maggie Reyes. Pretty much any problem that is not today's problem, you don't think about it until it is that problem's time. We worry so much about the future that might or might not happen. We worry that we will not have a baby by next year's Christmas, but we don't know that yet. That is tomorrow's problem. We worry that we will fail to meet another year's goal of having a baby. That is tomorrow's problem. I know the holidays are hard, my friend, but I hope today's episode has given you some new ways of thinking and strategies to help deal with your grandma or whoever your problem relative is and helped you deal with the emotional spiral of hopelessness so you can focus on staying in the present, enjoy the 50-50 of this holiday season. So much love and happy holidays. If you love the podcast and if you have liked what you have heard so far, I would love it if you could leave me a five-star rating and a review. Reviews help others find this podcast and help them get the strategies that they need to thrive during infertility. Remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But maybe you want to take this work to a deeper level. I have the perfect coaching program for you go to www.simplyjewel.com forward slash empowered infertility to learn more about my signature one-on-one coaching program, Empowered Infertility in 90 Days, and apply to work with me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Infertility Life Coach Podcast. See you next time.